Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following program is brought to you by the Preferred Home Team. Content is provided for general information only and should not be treated as a substitute for professional advice from your legal or real estate advisors. Welcome to the Real Estate Radio Hour, a forum of ideas, plans, and expert advice on all things real estate. Andy Prasky with Remax Advantage Plus was named Super Agent by Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Chris Rooney of Remax Preferred is a Lakeshore and Luxury Home Specialist. Together they cover the Twin Cities. This combined dynamic duo has sold over 2,000 homes, ranked in the top 1% nationwide, top 10 in the state of Minnesota and still have time to get together every Saturday to talk about real estate. Here's Abby Prasky and Chris Rooney, Denny Law, and the Real Estate Radio Hour. And good morning, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to you all from all of us here on the Real Estate Show on 830-WCCO. Chris and Andy in the studio. Good morning. And, uh, Merry Christmas, you guys. Good morning. Merry here we Christmas are. to you. It is indeed officially winter. And uh, as usual, I want to ask you how the past week in real estate was for your respective gigs. How did it look? You know, typically in in this is our time off. You know, we get to kind of kind of slow down, but uh, it's anything but that. It, it's not really. It actually is nuts right now. We have, I think, a lot of people um, when they're taking a little time because all of us are busy, right? Everybody's always busy, um, and this time of the year, you have the freedom, you have the time off, you have. A few other things that we can actually, you know, uh, spend the time to research. And people are looking at, like, new construction. And, and there's been a shortage of new construction. Even though we've been building more than we were in the past, we're still not supplying enough new construction to suffice what we need for, for demand. So the existing markets are hot. The new construction market is is hot. And rates are starting to creep up. So people, I believe, are strategizing and saying, all right, they've told us over the next year they're going to raise rates three times. The Fed's telling you that now. So basically, the flag is waving, yeah. and people are saying, "All right, enough is enough. If we're going to do this, let's jump in." I mean, I, I've never been this busy. I've got appointments wow. booked through New Year's Eve now. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's crazy because I mean, just even showings today on some listings that we have are, I mean, there's a a bunch of showing. You think people, mm-hmm. you know, last minute shopping or whatever, but that's not the case. Tomorrow's Christmas Eve. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, and, you know, and, and with all the storm damage, it was was in Minneapolis and, and na- nationwide here. There's there's a lot of uh, pent up. Uh, uh, increases on the labor price, the uh, material prices, right. lumber's going up. So it's kind of a, a perfect storm right now for new construction. We're, I mean, our most of our builders that we know are saying between a 5 and a 10% price increase on the house part. Mm. So the lots may stay the same, but the house, so you maybe see a 25 to 3% raise on the actual you know, retail side of the house. But that's the same house next week as Twenty to forty thousand more. Purely because, wow. purely because of materials. Material. Yeah, yeah it's not the builders up. trying to be greedy and raise prices, more profits. It's the fact that their laborers are saying, if you want us to show up instead of showing up at the guy across the street's house, yeah. you got to pay us. And so that's what's happening right now in our market. We need more tradesmen for sure, that's and tradeswomen. 
you know, we're open to take calls or texts, yes, you I'm, know, anything kind of real estate. But we did bring in Travis Whitford sure. um, with Bay Equity, and he is uh, going to talk to us today about something that I, we, we kind of hit on every once in a while. But I don't think a lot of people understand really what the differences are from a conforming loan and to a jumbo loan. And uh, a lot of people think, oh, geez, I want to get out of that jumbo product because, I mean, the rates are way higher and it's way harder to get it and all that kind of stuff. But that's just not the case. No, actually, I mean, uh, jumbo rates versus conventional rates. I know we talked about this you know, a few weeks ago, but, you know, historically, jumbo rates used to be more higher than uh, conventional loans. But th- this day and age, they're pretty much mirroring each other. Sometimes uh, sometimes jumbo loans, depending on, on the, the time of the market, uh, they can be a little bit better in, in rate. Um, what is a jumbo loan? And, and the simple answer to that is any loan that is greater than four hundred and fifty three thousand one hundred in our area. And how how often do we have those loans, anyways? I mean, I mean, when you when you're seeing them, you know, through your company well, and stuff like that, well, how many my people av- borrow more than that? Yeah, my average loan size is about two forty. So okay, if that's it, interesting. Yeah. So. Um, personal- so it's not a sale price that we're talking about here. It's a loan amount. Loan so after amount. you put money down. Anything over that four fifty three is considered it's a jumbo be a, product. A jumbo loan, yep. And mm-hmm. and you just have uh, it's a little different underwriting criteria and guidelines. Uh, the conventional loan, it, it's uh, you got you got Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac that have uniform underwriting guidelines. When you get into the jumbo market, you have various investors, and each investor has their own set of guidelines and old set of rules. Now you know ninety percent of them all overlap, but. You know, some investor looks at things this way, and some investors look at things a little bit differently. I'm going to give the phone and the text number, too. If you have a real estate-related question, you can call it in or text it in. Here's the number. We've cleared the lines. 651-989-9226. Text number, and we're already getting those, 81807. You know, I, I think that's what we sh- should do, actually. It's What's just that? kind of Because what happens is we start getting into topics, oh, and then we true. start losing the text questions and maybe people aren't listening at the time. So we're going to kind of intersperse them sure. and uh, just kind of go with them and see where the show goes. Uh, so it looks like there's an interesting there, text there. There too. is a text uh, here, a couple of them, uh, is having a 100-old-year-old, uh, I would imagine, farmhouse that needs major repair detrimental to selling a 20-acre parcel. It depends. Yeah. <laughs> is I it mean, a cool 100-year-old house that could be repaired that somebody's going to fall in love with and make it a you know, uh, an actual event, or is it is it in the way and it's going to cost somebody twenty grand to get rid of it? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, typically you're gonna. I mean, unless that land is commercial uh, mm-hmm. type land or there's a use that it can be developed or whatever, you're typically going to get more money with that farmhouse on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be worth it to do a few repairs. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe someone can see the the uniqueness of it versus just uh, that it's falling over. Well, and think about this too, Chris. I mean, and, and I know you know this, but there's uh, when you keep a house on that property, now it's it has more options for financing, right? Instead of just being a raw piece of land or a commercial, because then it's a whole different set of rules. And so to make yourself, we always say this to our, our, our clients, when you're trying to make yourself attractive to as many clients as possible, you, and this would be a very specific case, I would leave the house there Marketed as one because somebody may buy that and use it as a rental property with the intention of developing it in 15 years. But in the meantime, they have a renter and they're creating income for that property. So, yeah, I mean, with to, uh, you know, obtain a conventional mortgage, the there has to be real estate on the property that's suitable for year round living, you know. So, if the how and, and, and it has to be 
the property has to be in, in, in good enough condition to be able to live in without health and safety issues, you know. But when you go to uh, um, like just land loans, um, you know, the down payment requirements increase. Uh, you don't typically have like a 30 year fixed loan. You typically have some sort of arm or balloon mortgage. Um, rates a little higher. Rates a little bit higher. Um, you know, and, and most of them are balloons. The majority of them are balloon mortgage, which, which means you have a payment that's spread out, say, over 20 years. But at five years, there's a balloon where that loan has to be paid off in full at that five-year period, whether you gear to pay it off in five years or make a lump sum payment or refinance it. But at some points, too, I mean, when we're talking about that whole financing thing, it also turns into possibly agricultural. And then once you start doing that, then there's other requirements for that as well. Yeah. And, you know, are you farming on it? Is it not farm? You know, there's certain things that can affect, you know, traditional mortgages depending on what the land use is for as well. well. And, Chris, that's real popular. I've seen that with a couple. There's actually a couple local businesses here that specialize in helping people take their property from being commercial status to getting it rezoned back to agricultural where they actually have then a team of farmers that come in and actually farm that two or three acre parcel just to reduce the taxes, because you'll see a lot of times in these counties, Hennepin County, I look at even parts of Champlin where properties are being tax forfeited because it's not worth what they're paying in taxes. It's just like when they sit on a million-dollar property for year after year after year and they're paying twenty, thirty thousand 30000 in taxes, they get to the point where they say, okay, enough is enough. Let's take the tax deduction and get rid of it. So these guys are coming in and saying, hey, let's recategorize this because obviously this isn't going to happen anytime soon. Get it back to ag. And then they actually literally have that two-acre parcel being farmed for the next couple of years, and they drop the taxes significantly so they can hold it. Interesting. Yeah. Here's our phone number, 651-989-9226. Again, we're getting text messages as well. That's 81807. Let's get back to the phones. Uh, Dan is calling from St. Paul. Dan, uh, you're on CCO. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, I got divorced a few years ago, and we were going to short sale our house. And in the final hour, I decided... I wanted to fight to keep my house. I'm a caregiver that was only making about 30000 a year at the time. So I got a couple extra jobs and sort of proved to the bank after a two-year period that I can make forty-five dollars to $50,000 a year. The house is now in my name. I refinanced it about a year ago. I've got a million projects to do on this house, and I'm just getting started. There's lots of cosmetic stuff and some serious repairs that probably need to be done. My question is, how does one go about starting that process? I feel like I should get like an inspector or an appraiser or somebody to kind of come in and tell me where to start. Do you guys have any advice on that? Yeah. That's, a, that's a great thing, Dan, and I think that's very smart. I mean, I, we always tell people, you know, when you're preparing. I mean, there's one thing. If you're you're preparing to kind of, you know, make it for yourself, that's mm-hmm. one story. But on the other half is that if you're preparing to maybe get it for sale, mm-hmm. you know, Always get a realtor in there as soon as you can, you know, mm-hmm. because they know what's going to sell in that price segment, right. you know, and what you got to do. Obviously, there's certain repairs you you got to have. Things got to be functioning, sure. you know, to be able to do that. But it's like what to add to be able to get the best value out of it. Well, and, and first of all, kudos to you, Dan, for taking the high road and, and surviving and struggling through that battle. I uh, I know that's very stressful for a lot of families and and that uh, that's very honorable. Um Secondly, I would look at taking a hard look at, um, like Chris just said, are you are you fixing it to sell it? I would call a real estate agent. If you're going to be uh, fixing it to hold it, I would talk to somebody like Andy Lindis. You know, he, he's the kind of guy that would come out there and tell you, hey, these are the repairs that you can do yourself. These are the ones that I'm going to help you guys with or you need help with, and this is the order we should do them in so that it all makes sense. 
So th- that's what I would recommend, Denny. That's a good idea. They, they put it in order. Yeah, makes sense. Thanks, Dan. Good luck to you. Uh, we're going to uh, take a quick break here, but when we come back, we can certainly invite your uh, real estate questions by phone or by text. Our text number, 81807, or call us at 651-989-9226. Back with a break with more real estate here on 830-WCCO. It's 14 degrees. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our real estate show where your questions, real estate related, always welcome, either by text, which is 81807, or uh, on the phone, 651-989-9226. Guys, where do we go here? I wanted to follow up with uh, Dan's question from St. Paul and kind of where where to get started and stuff like that. But, you know, since we have Travis here too, um, there might be an opportunity there uh, because a lot of people don't have that money to be able to fix up those things. But different ways and maybe to refinance to be able to get that money out to be able to do that while the rates are still low. Yeah, I mean, you could look at doing a, a cash out refinance, but depending on how extensive his projects are, I mean, another thing to look at would be a, a renovation loan um, and refinance into a renovation loan to be able to, you know, kind of utilize that future value of that property if the current market value isn't quite there to get enough cash out to accomplish all the construction goals or home improvement goals. You know, you might want to look at a construction loan and they base everything off of the future value of the house and obtain some financing to, uh, um, you know, fix up the property at the same time. Well, and you know, Travis, I, I had a question because I remember Dan made a, a big part of what he was saying to us was that he had a limited income stream at one point. Now he's improved it and obviously he's refinanced, but refinancing is probably just a little bit different than getting a home equity or a, where they're pulling equity out of a property. Can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, is to get the equity out of a property, a lot of times the credit scores do have to be higher and there has to be probably some different income requirements than what would be for just refinancing a house. Is that Yeah, right? well, like uh, to do a, a conventional cash out refinance with one mortgage, you're capped, you're capped at, you know, 80% of the value of the house. Um, the credit score is strong enough. We could add in uh, a second mortgage after the fact, you know, up to as much as 95% of the value of the house. And it's going to be the current market value of that house. Where that construction loan or renovation loan can come into play, the appraiser will actually appraise the house and, and envision the property with all the stuff that you're planning on doing and appraising it at that future value, assuming everything's complete. And it allow you to finance the repairs mm-hmm. for the construction costs into that particular loan. You know, so if, if the current value of the house is high enough to do a cash out refinance to um, accomplish all those goals. Mm-hmm. Probably the easier way to do it. Um, but if we're limited on uh, the amount of equity there to be able to do all that stuff, a better way to look at it would be that renovation loan. So, so bottom line is he has to be uh, qualified to qualify for the final highest amount. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And if he just refinanced, you know, a year ago after those, you know, struggles, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously he's, uh, you know, should be in any position to, you know, take advantage of another refinance as well. Good, thank you. We always got really good listeners, and a lot of the industry listens to our show. And uh, a comment here, which was, I mean, was a really good one, is that uh, there's 
check out with the county because they have some zero percent repair loans and grants, especially at that income mm. level as well. Yeah, That's correct. Yep, yep. And I mean, Ramsey County, I think, has some uh, some very aggressive ones too. I'm not 100 percent sure of uh, all what they do, but I've known lots of clients where we were doing some sort of financing and they have obtained obtained one of those uh, you know window loans or you mm-hmm. know this or that you know where it's a low interest or no payment. You know, just, you know, free money as long as you're occupying the property. That's yeah. right. Great resource. You know, Andy, we run into this a lot, especially over this winter time, mm-hmm. preparing people to get their home on this market for the spring market. And uh, a lot of resistance that I find mm-hmm. is that it's not that they don't want to do the, the work. They don't have the money to do the work. Right. Um, we've actually implemented a, a program now that we're borrowing them that money to be able to fix them up because mm-hmm. there's so much equity left on the table that people, if they would just do a couple things – you know, but they kind of fight it and say, no, no, I can't do it, and kind of get to the real, the real crux of the answer. Mm-hmm. And the answer is, is that hey, I just don't have the money in which to do it, and I don't want to take that chance, you know, to be able to make that other money. Well, th- think about it. If you're on a fixed income, I mean, you you have enough money coming in to support your lifestyle, and the house is paid for free and clear, even, and you need to stick fifty grand into it. You have to decide where am I going to find that fifty grand. One of the things I would say, though, to the listeners that are out there is that um, a lot of people, ah, I'm too old, I can't get a mortgage. You can get a mortgage, and you just have to be able to demonstrate that you can repay that mortgage when you have enough equity in a house like that. Sometimes the local bank would be the one to go to for that quick equity line. They'll look at you. They look at the equity you have in the property. You know you're a good credit risk. They're going to provide you with that resource at a very, very fair. Then you sell, you know, and you, and you move on. And like you said, Chris, the, the key thing there, though, is that Chris is helping you build your equity up. So you're not leaving money on the table. Like, it drives me nuts when all these people talk about, I'll buy your house or we buy ugly, you know, whatever's. And, you know, I can't say because they're sponsored, yeah, I'm sure. Right. And, you know, what they're doing is basically taking all that equity away from that person so that they can make profits on a house flipping it. And what Chris is doing, it shows that he's an honorable guy. He's trying to help them preserve that equity and give it to who rightfully owns it. And that's that's a very honorable thing. Very good. I tell you what, we've got another half hour of the show to go. We have to take a break now. Inviting our listeners to join in. If you have a real estate question, again, call us or text us. Phone number is 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. And good Saturday morning to you on this holiday weekend. We are in the midst of our... uh, our uh, real estate show, and I was looking at uh, the guys at the screen, we, we have mm-hmm. more calls coming in and texts as well. In fact, uh, where is that text? I was watching a house, this is the texter now, on the market. I now cannot find it online. How do I tell if it was sold or just taken off the market? Call a realtor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, really, because there's a thing that we have now. It's called TNAS, which is temporarily not available for showing. And online, you can't see that, but uh, through our MLS system that we can. And it's basically saying that they they can't show it to anyone at that time unless it's put back on the market. But it's a way in which that market Mm -hmm. time stops and then comes back. And a lot of people do that over the holiday season. Well, and here's I'm just going to say one thing, Denny. You know, think about this for a second. If you're a website or an app or whatever and you're providing information, you're spending money to collect information and you're putting it out there, They're giving you that information ultimately so that you can become what they call a lead. They want you to call. They want you to sign up. They want you to inquire about that property so that they can sell your name to a real estate agent. Mm. Hate to say it, but the biggest ones that are out there, that's how they make their living. And so what I'd say to you is this. You get on an MLS search directly from a real estate agent. It's going to be accurate. It's going to be to the second. All the other sites show active, and they don't tell you that they're active pending inspection or mm. active pending whatever because they want you to call. Sure, All those sites are designed to be sticky, to get you to get in there, get you to call. 
raise your hand so that a real estate agent can have a chance to sell you something. And it's so, I mean, and I'm not to be cynical because it is a good source of information. But it's when you Christmas, go, remember. <laughs> that's why I'm being sincere. I was going to be aggressive. But um, so, so there's a difference between being a, a buyer and being a shopper. Shoppers use all the free resources that are out there. Sure. Once you become a buyer and you're actually ready to go, then you switch over to a real estate agent. Maybe get a couple if you need to. And they start sending you the direct real information that's accurate. All right. Makes sense. Uh, let's go back to the phones, guys. Amy is calling from Minnetonka with a question. Amy, you're on CCO. Thank you. Okay. Um, I am just trying to figure out if we are making the right choice. We are senior citizens, and we're trying to downsize from a five-bedroom to a more uh, reasonable-sized home. And uh, we were putting, we had put in, like, say, 35000 approximately in maintenance, and a realtor came in and said, uh, if you move out as quickly as possible, and we'll get you looking for for a place for you to live. We'll get our maintenance people, our contractors, that could do these projects for a lot less. And he said, don't put another penny into it. Um, you know, we can do these projects for a lot less. Now, I do, I, I fantasize about getting rid of all this uh, maintenance but I'm just wondering if we're going to lose how much, you know, if it's if it's a reasonable thing to do. My husband is very disabled, so um, everything is on me um, suddenly with his health failing. So anyway, I'm just wondering, what should we do? Should we continue to, should we go ahead with this, let them take over, or should we stick it out and live here for maybe another five, seven years or so. Yeah. All right, let's 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 find out, Amy. What do you guys think? Yeah, thanks, Amy. I I mean, it's it's not too unusual that that a realtor's willing to help or has the contacts in which to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what I would do, uh, just to make sure that's correct is just have one other person come in. Yeah. And uh and, and get that second opinion of what it is because um you don't know. I mean, there's there's maintenance and you said that you're going to put 35,000 in or you already have there's there's maintenance and then there's things to be able to kind of create more value. Right. And so it's you got to be real real careful with that and I I just get two opinions and then you kind of say, "Hey, all right, well that one makes more sense. Let's go that route." What do you think? I'm I'm right behind you on that. I, I think that there's a um the strategy of of, you know, I don't want to say that we're taping it together, but basically getting the house nice enough so that it's financeable. Um, or are we talking about, you know, big money, like renovating the kitchen so that you're comparing to new construction and you have a $1.6 million house you're putting up for sale and, and not fixed up, it's only worth 700 I mean, there's big differences there and variations on values. And I think that you really, um, real estate agents, as, as much as I hurt, you know, or hate to hear this when I'm out there, that they've talked with more than one agent, I think it's probably a good idea when you have this complex of a situation. And I, I get a couple different contractors as well. Well, and I think you also have to keep in mind that, you know, you, if you're living there during this uh, renovation or these repairs, you know, uh, how is that going to turn out? You know, maybe if you leave during the winter, maybe you could have someone in at that time. But I'll tell you what, if you haven't arranged for these kind of things before, it's really nice to have someone that has done all of that and uh, mm-hmm. is willing to do that. And if that agent's willing to do it, I mean, sure. that's kind of a, a nice little benefit. Sure. So uh, back to... Uh, uh, jumbo loans because we're kind of hitting in between them. But uh, you did actually an example because I think that to me, I thought that was important to be able to kind of give people an example. It just happens to be my listing, Andy. 
but uh, on a on a jumbo loan, weird. <laughs> and uh, on a jumbo loan about but what payments are? I mean, I know like this potential house could rent for probably about five thousand dollars. It's in the wilds, one four five zero four Wilds Parkway, but it's seven ninety five. Oh. So why don't you just kind of go over like a what's the like the least amount of money that I could get in investing in it and what would my payment be? Yeah, so I ran I ran some scenarios on um, uh, various down payments, uh, various down payment levels and um, tried to kind of backtrack into how much money you would need to make in order to, you know, qualify for, you know, this house with, uh, you know, it's at a certain down payment level. And I was making an assumption that there was, you know, $2,000 a month of other consumer debt going out, you know, that would be, you know, your car loans, you know, student loans, minimum payments on a credit card or something like that. So with this property, um, putting 25% down, um, you'd have, you know, principal interest payment around $2,900. The taxes and insurance, uh, a little over $800 for a a total housing payment, you know, approaching uh, $3,800 a month. And the amount of income that uh, a couple or a person would need to show to qualify for that um, with, uh, with the $2,000 a month of other debt is about $165,000 a year. You know, now we look at another example of doing a 20% down. You know, the payment would be roughly about uh, $4,000 a month, taxes and insurance included. Uh, the amount of income that would be needed to qualify for that um, would be uh, about $170,000 a year. Um, then also the jumbo loans too, you know, everyone used to think there was just uh, 20% down or more. Um, we can do 15% down, we can do 10% down. Uh, a 15% down program, you're looking at a payment about 4300 You need about $180,000 a year income to qualify. And then uh, a 10% down program, um, looking at about $4,600 a month, and the income that would be needed would be about $190,000 a year. Andy, what's interesting about that is on jumbo products, there is no mortgage insurance. Yeah, over over 80%. Uh, uh, mortgage insurance in a conventional market, if you don't put 20% down, you, there's mortgage insurance at some capacity, whether it's lender paid or, or it's monthly mortgage insurance. But in the jumbo market, they don't, they don't have um, monthly mortgage insurance with it. So it's a better tax advantage for people um, with, the, with the mortgage insurance, most likely not tax deductible for those income limits. Text number is 81807. If you have a real estate question, you want to send it that form, 81807, or call us, 651-989-9226. Text came in, guys, a bit ago. Could a house be listed and closed all in a week? Has it happened? Yep. Absolutely. You guys have had both experiences. Absolutely. I mean, it typically involves cash. Yep. I mean, that the people have to have cash and that the title company can get their stuff done in time and uh, make sure that there's clean title, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. As long as the title's before. clean and there's no issues, there's no challenges, encumbrances, whatever. It's just own free and clear, and it's a cash offer. It's basically exchanging deeds, and you're done. How about mm. someone that's been pre-approved and wants to go buy a house? How quick can they close with a mortgage? We've gotten uh, well. There's laws in place where you can't close for seven days after a loan's been disclosed, but uh, seven business days, and 
I've I've done it a handful of times. So, so. wow, within a couple of weeks, yeah. then you could do it too. You always tell me three months. I, uh, <laughs> that's maybe just that, me. That's, well, that's your credit, you know. Andy. You got to have credit first. But anyway, <laughs> we welcome your real estate questions. We're going to take a quick break here. So if you have any, call us or text us here on eight three zero WCCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play Good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our real estate show here on eight three zero WCCO. We still have time for your. Uh, Real estate-related questions, uh, 651-989-9226, or send a text, 81807. Guys, you know, I, I just thought about something. We, we're going to have another special show next week, uh, and we haven't mentioned it yet. Although this show is really special, It always too. is, yes. every Saturday. But, <laughs> but, but for yeah. those that are thinking, we're, we're always wondering about buying property Outside the U.S., who are we going to talk? Especially about? when it's this cold out. Yes, so, yes. So yeah, next week we're going to get talks from Belize, mm. Amber's Key. You, met, you know that is uh, place is unbelievable. Trinidad and Nicaragua. Don't hear we're about Trinidad to, too much. Yeah, and they're all um, easily bought from uh, with American uh, money and uh, transfers, well, and everything's uh, really real good. Yeah, so. Um, we've got uh, both Andy and I are both with Remaxes. We're not with the same company, but we're both with Remax, and um, all three of these people are Remax affiliated as well in all these different countries. So it'll be kind of fun to. So we're going to hear from them next week. Next week, yep. All right, they're going to call in. So Andy, we'll probably fly Andy down there for a quick interview. Research, yeah, Yeah. research. I'm good at that. Still have a few minutes to go here, guys. Where are we going? Well, I think, you know, we're, we've been talking about uh, interspersed with uh, jumbo and um, conforming uh, loan limits. And there's a thing I, for some people, when, when you say Freddie and Fannie and Ginny, you know, everyone hears about those names and no one really knows what they're about. So what does, what does Freddie and Fannie do? Uh, Freddie and Fannie, they're, they kind of set the simple, simple terms is they kind of set the, the rules and the guidelines for conventional mortgage financing. So, um, you know, they, they have various, you know, underwriting rules and they pretty much kind of overlap. There are a few differences. There was more differences between the two uh, earlier this summer. Um, and then Ginny May is, um, uh, they kind of back and control and set the rules for, for the government loans, you know, for FHA and for VA. Yeah, and I think that's interesting. So it's really kind of an underwriting guideline. So when you, you, but you can, from a lender standpoint, a lot of times us as uh, consumers don't really know where that's getting sent to. We hear conventional and FHA, but we don't Correct. know. Yeah. Like there's instances where, you know, whatever parameter that, you know, the borrower has, I mean, maybe they qualify or don't qualify under Fannie Mae's underwriting rules, but they will qualify under Freddie Mac's underwriting rules. And therefore, you're still able to get a conventional loan where where some of the the big banks out there, you know, they don't necessarily have the ability to go one way or the other. You know, they have their way, whether it's all Fannie, whether it's all Freddie. And if it doesn't fit that box, you know, what do you do? Yeah, I'll tell you what, if you're out and about and you want to get information um, either on us, but you can go to our Facebook page. We we share a lot of our stuff on Facebook. Um, We're going to do that next week with all of the – Tropical destination uh, spots, but uh, yeah, it's Real Estate Radio Hour, WCCO eight three zero Real Estate Radio Hour on uh, on our Facebook page. Well, and and we also post it on there too. So those of you that are curious, what does the studio look like? We actually have uh, in studio. Last week we had uh, Noel that was on Nielsen from uh, Remax Advantage Plus, and she did a really nice video, kind of giving the theme and the feel of what's happening behind the scenes. And uh, 
that's also posted. Um, it's only a couple minute video, but is that it's that really... with the one Dan- Danny dancing? Is that the one? Yes, <laughs> please. <That's> one. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it was on the cutting room floor. <laughs> yeah, and uh, no, but it's yeah. So it's uh, it's uh, on there, and it's all set up to go. You can watch it's kind of fun, and just get a feel for what it's like in the studio here too. I know a lot of people are curious and. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, so uh, today's your last day to really get your shopping done, Chris, too, so you better get started. Yeah, I do have to finish up, but <laughs> I'm, I'm a real good is... online shopper, so that's helped me quite a bit. Isn't so. tomorrow morning a big day for to finish up shopping, too? Oh, I yeah. suppose, yeah. yeah sure. Christmas, Tec- Christmas Eve day, for sure. Yeah, but uh, Andy, what people do need to know that new construction is yeah. probably most likely going to go up and that things are still open. If you've if you've been thinking about it, you might want to jump out there and uh, – and check out the models are right. all open still. Right. Well, and you know the th- yes they are, and and thank you for um, letting everybody know that too because that's important that models are open. But here's the thing, you know, Danny, like when you're out there looking at new construction, there's a process to that. So like your new construction purchase agreement, which would lock in your pricing, is subject to like for example signing off on your blueprints, and it may be subject to your specifications, uh, your plans and specs. And so there's ways that you can tie in pricing now. And then actually spend the next couple, three weeks actually putting the final touches on it. So you're not making a quick decision. You're just making the decision to get started. And so a lot of the builders that are out there right now, I know that uh, they use January 1 as their, as their window to say, hey, here's where we're going we're gonna to hit those price increases. So if you are working with a builder, um, odds are good. I'd contact them and ask them, what does it look like in the very near future for you for pricing? And we've been thinking about building or we've admired your products over the last couple of years and we're actually thinking about doing something. They will be more than glad, I'm sure, to sit down with you and lock in that pricing so you can get and basically instant equity because you close on that house, and if you're buying the house that gets sold the most frequent and it's up twenty, thirty, forty thousand, um, you know, good for you. There's a texter that asked Andy if there's will any New Year's Eve open houses include an open bar and a lot of scotch. It's the least they could do. That's probably one of my agents. Um <laughs> <laughs> And yes, they all drink their scotch in their open houses. Uh, no, you know, New Year's Eve, um, that's up to you guys. I mean, if you work New Year's Eve, I mean, I always tell people this. It's easier to catch fish when the fish are biting, right? So if you decide to go in the middle of the afternoon and there's no fish biting, you know, people are out on holidays. People are out in the evenings. People are out when they have time off. And if I was a real estate agent this week, I would have as many open houses as I possibly could during the week, during the weekends. Just FYI, people are going to be out there in the middle of the day on a Thursday, and they're on their way from sledding, they're on their way back to go to lunch, and they say, you know what, let's stop in that open house over there. We've always wondered what those houses cost. It's some of the best time of year for that stuff. Travis Woodford with Bay Equity, um, still a great time to refinance. Rates are certainly going to be going up. Yeah, yeah, and there's there's lots of reasons to, you know, refinance. It's not just, you know, oh, I have to lower my interest rate. I mean, you know, this is the time of the year a lot of people like to do debt consolidation, refinancing. Um, you know, other reasons to uh, refinance is, you know, shorten your term, pay off your house quicker. Uh, maybe you got a divorce situation where you got to uh, refinance <coughs> off uh, the ex-spouse. Um, maybe you got to own a house jointly with just another individual and they want out. You can refinance them out. You know, there's there's multiple ways for it. It's just it does not have to necessarily be I have to lower my rate to refinance. Yep, or else get in and get uh, pre-qualified. Get out there and buy a house. Noel just sent us a text and said she is impo- it's impossible to do a video in two minutes. <laughs> Our video is a little longer than two minutes, apparently. I misquoted. Oh, evidently. Yeah, we have about uh, a little over a minute to go, guys. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're, yeah. if you're looking for a place, Andy, where do they find you? Well, you know, this is, here's the deal. We're a realtor. We do, we do the radio show every week. We're both real estate agents. You know, if anybody's looking for a home evaluation, they want to look at buying a house, refinancing. Everybody, the cool thing about this show, Denny, is everybody that's here is real. 
There's right. there's nobody here that uh, you know. We actually go out to the houses. We do the markets. We you're actually, saying we're not really radio people. No, but saying? I'm just saying that sometimes there's bigger groups where you don't actually ever meet the the head honcho, and you actually right. get the the B squad. With us, you're going to get the real thing. And the and minions, you get the minions. <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's probably true. You know, but, maybe it's not a bad thing for some people. Maybe no, that no, maybe no. that works for you. That's true. But, you know, and you also stated that you could list a house and sell it and close in one week. That's, so that's my guarantee, impressive. Denny. Yeah. We, uh, that's the best guarantee. Keep in mind, this, this is recorded, too. I'm, so. Yeah, I know. Yeah, All our right. podcast, if you, if you miss them, go listen to the that's podcast. That's true. Absolutely. Yeah, lots of podcasts. All right, again, uh, for those real fast, because I know we're, uh, we're out of time next week. Yes. Prasky.com, ChrisRooney.com, and that's it. TravisMNLoans.com. All right, we got it all in. And join us next week. We'll uh, t- t- tell you how to get uh, uh, maybe some uh, property in a warmer climate. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.